Good morning, this is Chris Shoemaker, also known as Yehuda Ben Shomer, and you're listening to Coffee with Chris, the time of the day where we share a cup of coffee and share a bit of the Word of God. Thank you so much for joining me on this Wednesday morning for a hot cup of coffee and a hot cup of the Word of God. We're in the Torah portion of Nassau, which means to take, and our passage for today is Numbers chapter 5, verse 11 going all the way to the end of chapter 6. But I want to read a very weird, odd, mysterious, mystical, a little bit confusing, long passage here in Numbers chapter 5. And it's dealing with a jealous husband who suspects his wife of adultery. So we're going to be reading a long passage, so buckle up and bear with me. And I'll wrap this up in a nice little bow so you can kind of get what the gist of this devotional is about which the title of the devotional is, You Can't Prove It. So, in Numbers chapter 5, beginning with verse 11, it says, Adonai said to Moses, Tell the people of Israel, if a man's wife goes astray and is unfaithful to him, that is, if another man goes to bed with her without her husband's knowledge, so that she becomes impure secretly, and there is no witness against her, see, he can't prove that she's committed adultery, but she has, right? And it says, so that she becomes impure secretly, and there is no witness against her, and she was not caught in the act. Then, if a spirit of jealousy comes over the husband, and he is jealous of his wife, and she has become impure, or, for that matter, if the spirit of jealousy comes over him, and he is jealous over his wife, and she has not become impure, he is to bring his wife to the priest, the Levitical priest, along with an offering for her, two quarts of barley flour, on which he is has not poured olive oil or has put frankincense because it is a grain offering for jealousy, a grain offering for remembering, for recalling guilt to mind. The priest will bring her forward and place her before Adonai, and the priest will put holy water in a clay pot, and then the priest will take some of the dust of the floor of the tabernacle and put it in the water. So he's making dirty water from the dust of the tabernacle because that's holy ground, you know? Uh, that's what makes the water holy. You know, it's, 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 it's water that was probably going to be used for ritualistic hand washing or foot washing of the priest, taking some water, most likely from the brazen uh, laver, uh, and as some scholars may say, and put the dirt of the floor of the tabernacle because it's holy ground. Moses was to take off his shoes because also he's on holy ground, right? All right, so verse 18, the priest will place the woman before Adonai, unbind the woman's hair, and put the grain offering of remembering in her hand and the grain offering for, for jealousy. For the priest has in his hand the water of embitterment and cursing. The priest will make her swear by saying, if no man has gone to bed with you, if you have not gone astray to make yourself unclean while under your husband's authority, then be free from this water of embitterment and cursing. But if, in fact, you have gone astray while under your husband's authority and become unclean because of some other man, uh, then your husband has gone to bed with you. Eh. Verse 21, then the Kohen is to make the woman swear with an oath that includes a curse. And the priest will say to the woman, may Adonai make you an object of cursing and condemnation among your people by making your private parts shrivel and your abdomen swell. May this water cause the curse to go into your inner parts and make your abdomen swell and your private parts shrivel up. So if she's guilty of adultery, um, her womb will become inflamed and infected and her belly will swell and she will become infertile. She will be diseased in her lady parts. And the woman is to respond, Amen, Amen. The Kohen or the priest is to write the curses on a scroll and wash them off in the water of embitterment. 
So in ink, he's writing this these curses that we just pronounced on a scroll. Then he washes the ink off into the water filled with tabernacle dirt water. All right, and this is the, and it says, uh, and make the woman drink the water of embitterment and cursing. The water of cursing will enter her and become bitter. Then the priest is to remove the grain offering of jealousy from the woman's hand, wave the grain offering before the Lord, and bring it to the altar. The priest is to take a handful of the grain offering uh, as a reminder portion and make it go up and smoke on the altar. And afterwards, he is to make the woman drink the water. When he has made her drink the water, then she is unclean and has been unfaithful to her husband. The water that causes the curse will enter her and become bitter so that her abdomen swells and her private parts shrivel up and the woman will become an object of cursing among the people. A woman was considered cursed when she couldn't have children. Children were considered a blessing. Infertility was considered a curse. Verse 28, but if the woman uh, is not unclean but clean, then she will be innocent and will have children. This is the law for jealousy. Whether either a wife under her husband's authority has gone astray and becomes unclean, or a spirit of jealousy comes over a husband and he becomes jealous of his wife, then he is to place the woman before Adonai, and the priest is to deal with her according with all of this law. The husband will be clear of guilt, but the wife will bear the consequence of her guilt. So a very mysterious passage. And I know this devotional is running a little bit long today, but the title of the devotional is You Can't Prove It. There's no way that this guy could prove that his wife committed adultery, though he suspects it. So this ritual was to prove, divinely prove, prove by God himself, uh, because he's the only one who knows the truth and has seen it. And this ritual was to bring out the truth, whether she has or has not committed adultery. If she has, then, you know, uh, she becomes infertile and her belly swells up. If not, the water of embitterment doesn't do a thing to her. She's totally fine. She can have children. But remember, Numbers 32, 23 says, be sure your sin will find you out. So some way, somehow, the truth always comes out. There is no such thing as a perfect sin or a perfect crime. There's no such thing as covering things up forever. What you did, if not confessed and repented of, will eventually come to light. And it's better to confess and to repent and to make things right before it has to come out some, your, your dirty laundry has to come out in some other way. Guys, thanks so much for listening. Go out there and have a great day. Shalom and God bless.